This is my favorite album. 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 I'm Michael Fry and this is my favorite album. Welcome to My Favourite Album with me, Andrea Cleary. Joining me to speak about his favourite album today is comedian, actor and one-man indie band Michael Fry, who you probably know from Twitter, and if you don't, you should. After being placed in Coleraine as part of a programme for Tourism Ireland, he started creating short comedy video sketches. Girl Talk, a piss take of male radio hosts discussing women's issues in the absence of women, with guest appearances from the Green Party's Eamon Ryan, Archbishop Dermot Martin and Senator Ronan Mullen, was among the first to go viral. And since then, it's been a steady stream of political commentary, absurdist humour and infamous impressions. Michael is also Ireland's only one-man comedy indie band, adapting cultural moments such as Dear Lord, What a Sad Little Life, Jane, from Channel 4's Come Dime With Me, as well as Ireland's greatest political moment, the deputy stag expletive in Dáil Éireann. Fry's relationship with the Dáil came full circle this year when the TD Thomas Pringle name-checked him in Dáil Éireann, suggesting that Simon Harris should continue releasing a duet with him. He is also set to appear in the ITV adaptation of Holding, the best-selling novel from Graham Norton, alongside Pauline McLean, Siobhan Sweeney and Brenda Fricker. Michael joins me today to talk about his favourite album the debut self-titled album from British synth-pop act LaRue. LaRue are singer Ellie Jackson and producer Ben Langmade, who released their debut self-titled record in 2009 to wide commercial success. The album was awarded a Grammy for Best Electronic Dance Album, but more importantly, this is Michael Fry's favourite album. Michael, hello. Hi, how's Hi. it going? That was a great intro. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to find... Um, beginnings when it comes to sketch comedy and sketch comedians like what what is the first thing that went viral what's mm. the first is, is is am i right in saying that it was that one that was um, the first I, th- I think the first proper big one was Derry london Derry. oh yes where, of course yeah where i i covered grimes oblivion but also added a kind of little vocal hook saying Derry london Derry over yeah. and over again and that's something yeah. that i i see people kind of in replies to any tweet that you have it'll it'll come up every now and then oh all the time yeah, yeah. or even like say BBC NI like they have to say Londonderry because <laughs> yeah. it's the official name of the, the county or whatever and yeah they'll just my tweet will be repeated under that a few times yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh, t- tell me about in this past week uh, being name checked in the doll that was such a flex as I did to go into my parents and be like just like literally laughing being like I've been mentioned in the doll and they're like why? Why were you <laughs> mentioned in the doll? Like, you know? Because mm. uh, my, my little brother runs, or he's, he's part of a PhD workers' rights group, and they got a few questions in. And he was like, oh, I was mentioned in the doll. I was like, so was I. He was like, what? <laughs> Why were you mentioned in the doll? Like, so, um, but I love that, because like Thomas is he, Pringle, a, is he a younger brother, and you're just doing like an older brother thing, of just always bettering him? Yeah, that, well, I mean, I, I don't have much to go off normally, because he's doing a PhD in genetics. But like, fair. yeah, <laughs> it's me just the and, and then you just older swoop brother. in with your little comedy video. And get <laughs> yeah, get all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> So LaRue, this album came out in 2009. I was looking today at 2009 in music and like it's, so if you take the the top 10 British singles that were out that this year, 
it's kind of insane. So number one was Lady Gaga with Poker Face. Number two is Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. Number three is LaRue with In For The Kill. Then you've got Lady Gaga, Just Dance. Two Kings of Leon, Sex and Fire, You Somebody. Black Eyed Peas again with Boom Boom Pow. <laughs> James Morrison, Nelly Furtado, Broken Strings. Oh man. Yeah, David Guetta, an Akon, Sexy Chick. And Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind. I, what a year. <laughs> what a year. Like, I mean, just, and that's just the, that, that's just in pop music. Like, mm. uh, besides that, it, in terms of kind of alternative music, we had albums wise, It's Blitz by the AAS, mm. uh, Post Nothing by Japan Droids, the XX self titled album, Bat for Lashes Two Sons, Animal Collective album, Fever Ray's album. So basically, my question is why in 2009, a young Michael Fry. Yeah. What was it about LaRue that spoke to you through through all of this kind of bri- brilliant music that was being released? It's interesting. I think this was the year I started properly listening to music or it was the year I started properly getting into like albums because before um, like we had an iTunes account and to buy, a, you to buy songs or you didn't have to buy songs in singular if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But I was always like a very much a, a, a one song kind of person as in like I didn't have really favourite artists. I might, if like say on my Bebo page I said who I liked and it was literally just artists who I had more than four songs by. Okay. Like I never bought albums, <laughs> I never did anything like that. And this was the year I think because um, we discovered like downloads.nl. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys had this, but like um, it, it was kind of like LimeWire or whatever, and it was you were able to get music for free essentially. Um, maybe we'll cut this. I don't know because it's illegal, but like, no. <laughs> but um, but there was also like YouTube downloader and things like that, so you could you could oh, rip I remember songs that well. yeah. off the internet and put them on your iPod. Um, but I remember discovering Larue. And it was just kind of not really like anything I had engaged with before or heard before. Because to me, like before that, it was into like the kooks or like kind of happy kind of indie music or mm. whatever. I always like pop music. Um, but this was weird in that it wasn't kind of like manufactured pop, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, and Lady Gaga came out that year as well. So there's this kind of weird, like the synth pop revival, I think is what people call it. Mm. And it's funny you mentioned all those albums because I was actually thinking about including this it's blitz as mm. my favorite one instead um but i think this one i still go back to it all the time and i know i know all the chords to the songs if you know what i mean so yeah. it, it was kind of like um just this how they structure songs the sounds they use all that kind of stuff was kind of like just expanded my mind a little bit mm. and that's why i was like oh my god i i think i have to choose this one you know yeah so in 2009, what what was a young Michael Fry doing? How old were you? What was life like? What were your interests? I was this? 15. Wow. Uh, okay. So I think I'd just done my junior cert. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. It was uh, my dad was like, oh, I'm going to, he used to go to the UK a lot for like business trips or whatever. And he's like, do you want to buy any albums? And I think that year I'd already discovered like Florence and the Machine because uh, she won like, I think it was Best Newcomer at the Brit Awards. Mm. And so I decided I, w- I would like Florence and Machine because the critics said she was good. And I thought like, oh, I'm so hipster and indie, even though like <clears throat> one of the most popular bands out there at the time. But uh, <laughs> I, I think around that time, though, Florence and Machine felt quite hip. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. The first album, certainly. That was it. Yeah. Lungs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first album I ever bought was Lungs. Mm. And then I think LaRue was after that. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those albums I'll come back to all the time, even mm. 12 years later. Um, and there's nothing that's, you know, quite, you know, uh, changed how I write music or changed how I think about music ever since, I don't mm. think. 
And you mentioned there you're, you were fans of uh, bands like The Kooks and that sort of uh, landfill indie mm, uh, sort yeah. of vibe. Were, were you a, an, an indie person? Were your friends indie? What did, what did the people around you make of your interest in LaRue? Did they think it was kind of a bit too pop? It just wasn't cool. Do you okay, know what I, mean? just, right. I went to an all boys school, so this is just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what people were listening to, you know. Yeah. Um, I think this yeah. This is a Navin County meet. This is a Navin County meet. We, we we share that. We know that. well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know the kind of people we're, I'm talking about. Where, where I spent my teenage years. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think I did. I loved like Fall Out Boy mm. at the time, um, and a lot of my friends. It was that kind of like. I think it's that that's the kind of age where you get into metal and stuff like that oh, as yeah. well. I was never really into metal. You sort of forced never... to pretend you, you're into metal when you're in Navin. That's, yeah, because like if you're not, if or you don't play football, you're a goth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was never quite a goth. And I think I had the emo fringe and stuff like that, but I was never allowed to be an emo either. So like, do you know what I mean? It was just like. <laughs> Is that yeah. something that was shut down at home? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. there was absolutely no way I'd be allowed to like, get a lip piercing or dye my hair black or anything. Do you know what I mean? As much as I would have loved to like, even. I bought a pair of black jeans being like will I get away with this you know what I, mean? like, so. <laughs> I, I, I was walking around Navin with a literally a lip piercing and dyed black hair yeah. and uh, <laughs> mom let me do it and uh, you can still see the little scar from my lip piercing so yeah be grateful you didn't do it yeah right? that's that's what people said was like it'll be there forever it if will you do it. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad because I do remember really wanting it at one point and I was yeah. like should I just do it and I tell my parents or whatever god almighty I'm glad I made that decision you know just not to do it were you kind of listening to this sort of thing in secret then? A little bit, mm. I think. Well, my brother introduced me to it because uh, he came into my room and he had like the music video of In For The Kill. Mm. And I was like, I've never heard of anything like this before. This is so bizarre. Like, mm. um, because just how high her voice was as well, I think. And I've always loved like female lead singers or whatever. But this and like a men can kind of do falsetto and stuff. But this is another level. Like you can't yeah. make that noise if you're a man, I don't think. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was just like, wow, what is this? It, it was, I remember it at the time being quite a grating noise. I think I, I didn't come around to that song in particular mm. until years later. That's, it's very Marmite. It I is. I think a lot of people really, really didn't like her yeah. when it came out. Because uh, I do remember watching... There used to be this show with Jack Whitehall and Holly Walsh on a Friday on Channel 4 and they did a parody of her and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys, this is great. What are you doing? You're ruining this for me, like, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, um, I was then trying to emulate that sound for quite a while <laughs> and I don't know if you're, you're aware of my kind of indie covers or whatever. I do all the back of vocals myself. So it's mm. all, it is all that kind of high-pitched sound. So yeah. that, that's a bleed from that time in my life. Right, yeah. okay, that's amazing. Um... Yeah, I I found I I think for me it was bulletproof that sort of turned me on to her at the time. Mm. I say her, I I I should I should be saying um them because they are a band. Uh, I always just thought it was just one person. I always thought that she was the producer and everything. It wasn't until recently that mm. I realized that it was a, a duo. Like it's mad. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's weird. Like he hasn't really made anything since. No which is bizarre and she has or whatever but it, it's interesting I, I don't enjoy the music she made afterwards right and I reckon like it's kind of just like this perfect storm of the right people at the right time were involved and it was the beginning of this wave of kind of synth pop revival or whatever mm. Um, but I yeah I just couldn't engage with Trouble in Paradise or even the last one that was it was it's um, 
Oh, supervision. Supervision, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't do it for me. Whereas mm. that was just pure icy pop. Uh, whereas I think she tried to add guitars in this kind of 70s or 80s kind of sound that just didn't appeal to me at mm. all, you know? Yeah, I think what, what was so sort of revolutionary, it, certainly in the pop charts at the time, was how kind of unashamed she was to just really lean into that kind of 80s quite tinny sound mm. at times um where was, was 80s music something that you liked something that you grew up with it, it's yeah actually and i didn't kind of realize it until afterwards until a few years later that my dad is actually a massive kind of synth pop fan okay uh so like because I, I don't know you'll have like cds in his car and stuff like that and it would be like best of compilations mm. of people and it'd be people like Heaven 17 or like wow. China Crisis or like I think we've a Best of Culture Club CD somewhere. Those are like, deep cuts. Like. That's yeah, yeah. So he was he was big into that sort of stuff. Mm. And I maybe I grew up listening to it. I actually don't remember it really, but mm. like yeah, when I kind of delved into, I think why this isn't why Larue is important is because I delved into her Wikipedia then mm. and had a look at her influences. And I was never I was never a huge fan of the stuff that she. Uh, said she drew from if you know what I mean like Yazoo and stuff like that there might be one or two songs yeah. uh, but she mentioned The Knife as well Yeah. and I love The Knife I yeah. got, we got into The Knife after that and you mentioned Fever Ray's album and that's, that mm. was massive then for me as well um, and then kind of I went down this rabbit hole in Wikipedia as well where you go through like different genres so I was like okay this is synth pop but then there's other genres that exist like synth punk right mm. which is tiny right but yeah. it involves like do you know La Tigra you know that yeah, song yeah um, yeah kind of fe f feminist um yeah and then when I was in college I got really into like riot girl bands mm. and like uh Sleater Kinney and, and people like that so like yeah it was kind of the beginning of this kind of descent into rabbit wikipedia rabbit holes I think as well yeah it's I I think um LaRue would be delighted to hear that somebody um a, a 15 year old guy in Ireland found the Riot Girl punk through through yeah. her first her, her debut record. That's yeah, that that is amazing. Tell me about you. You mentioned earlier about how she has um, influenced how you kind of write uh, music and sing. Mm. Tell me a bit about when when you were when you were learning instruments when you were starting to play music for the first time. Did it did it predate uh, comedy? Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I got a keyboard for Christmas when I was like 12 or whatever. And I didn't want to do piano lessons because piano was boring or I thought it'd yeah. be boring. I kind of regret not doing it now because it's actually a lot more, it's better for your hands and stuff like that. As in like, because I got keyboard lessons mm. and there is a keyboard grades you can do and stuff like that. But keyboard and it is slightly different to piano, isn't it? It is because it involves kind of uh, having your backing tracks and stuff like that. But you don't move your left hand as much. You make chords at your left hand. Okay. Yeah. And then play the melody with your right. Um, which is what that music is. And the keyboard I had, you could kind of, you could more or less recreate bulletproof on it. As in like, because it sounded like that. It had yeah. those preloaded sounds on it. Um, so yeah, when I was at home or when my parents were out, because I never, ever sang for my parents. I was too embarrassed. Yeah. I would learn those songs and I would try and sing those songs and I would do you know what I mean like, yeah listening out to hear the key in the door and then you just stop and absolutely you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just, and I was caught yeah. a few times but yeah. I don't know I just like <laughs> ran upstairs you know what I mean like yeah. but 
Um, yeah, I was I, caught once belting out a song. A mom came in and she was like, later on, she was like, "Is that you singing?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, oh, that's no, the worst." No, it was the radio. <laughs> so I never sang in front of my mom. I, to this day, I won't. I won't even sing like along to the radio if mm. she's in the in the room. Oh, say I can't do it. Embarrassed even though I, I make music now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they know I do. It's so weird. Like, yeah. you know? uh, what's their um? What what do they think of the the music that you make? Um, I don't it's, it's hard to tell like my mother isn't really into music I don't think I mean mm. uh, yeah just I, I like she's into like you know like mom music like Adele you know you yeah, buy your mother an Adele CD and then yeah, but if Adele's Braxton. not out you buy Sam Smith they're like yeah. oh, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff <laughs> the, the, the golden disc sort of like front uh, front section of golden disc when yes. you walk in on the 23rd of December because you haven't got your mom present yet, <laughs> sort <Yeah>. of vibe <laughs> uh, she used to have the now CDs in her car as well actually just mm. so I think it's so more so that we could keep up with the charts and we'd be able to keep up with our friends or whatever which is kind of cool that's very considerate um, yeah there was one summer we used to, we listened to like Ignition by R. Kelly on repeat <laughs> and like obviously not okay now but like do you know what I mean like um, but yeah um, my my dad has a kind of odd enough taste in music I think because uh, he grew up in Salford which is kind of near Manchester um, I think it's the greater Manchester area so sometimes I just say he's from Manchester uh, and his parents are Irish or whatever but he grew up with the Smiths and you know, Joey Division was around when all that happened and would have gone to the same places and all that mm. kind of stuff. So he's a very kind of cool taste in music from that point of view. And then you have Heaven 17. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I think he, I, I don't know what he feels about it or how he feels about it musically or whatever, but I, I, I think he's enjoyed some of the references and stuff like that because I mean like the Twink voicemail was massive in like 2006 and like all his friends thought that was hilarious. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So in terms of this album, um, tell tell me about that uh, that that time when you 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 downloaded it. You're kind of gearing up to listen to like the second album that you've ever owned. You mm. press play. What was the experience of listening to it all the way? If you remember, listening to it all the way through for the first time. Yeah, I mean it was it was. I'm not gonna say it was difficult because that's not it's not hard. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I think because I wasn't used to listening to a full thing the whole way through. There were a couple of songs where I was like, mm, but they grew on me later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, the first like th- four or five tracks in that album, they're all, I think, I don't know if they were all singles, but they're all bangers. Like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think I had, I had most of the album already downloaded <laughs> before I bought the CD, you know? So um, I managed to find those tracks individually or whatever beforehand. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I used to put it on all the time when I was like cleaning my room or something like that and you go the whole way through. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a new enough experience for me, I think, going the whole way through just one artist. Mm. And what, what endures for you now when you, when you stick it on? What, what is it that kind of brings you back, keeps bringing you back to listening to it? The hooks. Yeah. I love a good hook. Yeah. And, um, that's it. I'm nothing if not able to write hooks. I think <laughs> my music, I don't think is particularly technically impressive. <laughs> But I can I can write a catchy enough song and that's that's yeah because I, I find myself I'll be humming it and then I'll be like oh I'll put that on again mm. um but now like now I have kind of better earphones and stuff like that I can appreciate it a bit better as in like the little details to it uh like recently I really like the drums in it mm. um because they are they're all electronic and it kind of I'm realizing because I use a lot of like claps and kind of like shakers and stuff in my own music it's kind of from that and kind of having uh, you can tell it's written on a computer. It's not 
is not a person or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of what I really like about it now. Um, but it's it's the instrument combinations as well. Those kind of icy little kind of beeps or like sine waves or that that kind of way. I, I really still, I still love that and still try and include it in my own music. Mm. There's something that still kind of sounds futuristic about it. Like it, it mm. does has a, it has a kind of a retrofuturism where you could imagine somebody in the 1970s thinking that this is how the music of the future is going to sound. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit kind of like like a, a disembodied head just singing like screeching really high and mm. uh and just like beeps and boops and, and that sort of thing but yeah of of that kind of synth pop revival sound i i just really felt going back to this uh this album in the past week i was like this i mean it could easily be released now mm. i think there's nothing dated about it really that's the thing it's still i think it still holds up it's very like Depeche Mode's first album and I discovered that in the Wikipedia rabbit hole I went yeah. down um, and it's that's Vince Clark from Yazoo in that first album or whatever I wasn't a fan of Depeche Mode kind of after that or whatever so mm. it's kind of parallels there Yeah. Um, but yeah it, it was just it was so unique at the time because uh, I know we had Lady Gaga or whatever but a lot of that was I felt that was kind of contrived and it was just kind of like uh, she wants to become a pop princess if you know what I mean mm. we had uh, kind of people who are very similar to that at the same time. I can't really think of, of who was in the chart at the time, but I do remember not liking yeah. a lot of the kind of pop, the manufactured kind of X Factor pop music that was uh, th- there. Was there was a? I mean, yeah, like I mean, just going back to that top ten, there was a lot. Uh, I mean, Black Eyed Peas are in there twice. Yeah. You know, if that is that sort of um, very. Let's get you into the club as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, David Guetta kind possible. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that sort of. Um, and it all started to sound. I, 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 I remember pop music of that time just all sounding very similar. Yeah, there was um, an episode of Bo- Bojack Horseman where they go back to 2008. Yeah. And they're in the car and there's like generic 2008 pop song on. Yeah. I think that's the lyrics of it. And it sounds exactly like everything that was out at that yeah. time. Like, But I think LaRue was just this kind of like an anti-pop star, if you know what I mean. And mm. like she wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't trying to be I'm, this sounds horrible she wasn't trying to be beautiful or whatever. sure like, yeah it was yeah. just like playing off kind of androgyny or whatever and she wasn't like all the other kind of pops manufactured pop stars that were coming out mm. at the same time like yeah i think there was um the the I, I suppose if you could call it the the backlash i mean it wasn't a backlash she was incredibly successful that year but mm. the the sort of naysayers uh at the time there was there was kind of a lot to get your head around with Larue, mm. like in in that two thousand and nine landscape. Like you did have the androgyny, the sort of nearly David Bowie look of her, mm, but yeah. she but she was a woman, so you can't be David Bowie and a woman. Um, yeah. And uh, then there was the voice as well. There was the kind of she's almost a pop star. She's not really a pop star. She's mm. not really indie. It was she she seemed to be kind of carving out a little spot for herself where she didn't really fit into anything around her yeah and it paid off but it i think it could have just as easily not you know yeah yeah and like she didn't smile either yeah which is interesting and like i don't know if you ever watched those uh top of the pops things from bbc4 where they mm. go back to like the 80s or whatever and it's very like gary newman when he came out first and like yeah. everyone was really kind of freaked out by gary newman because he didn't smile yeah and the reason for that is because he didn't want to show his teeth because he's embarrassed of his teeth but that's it's that kind of similar kind of I'm an alien and I'm not like everybody else. And that's yeah. the kind of uh, while Lady Gaga was doing the same thing and drawing from Bowie and the androgyny thing or whatever. Mm. LaRue was doing the other side of it that wasn't as palatable, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think La- La- Lady Gaga was doing it very much with a pop 
with pop stardom mm. in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with LaRue, it just felt a bit more kind of, uh, I've made this. Yeah. Look, look at it more, if you want. Yeah. But like, like, this is very much my thing. This isn't manufactured. This yeah. Is, this is sort of, um, yeah, it's, it, maybe it's a sincerity. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Um, so throughout the album, the, the lyrics, um, it's a lot deeper than I remember her music being, mm-hmm. I think. Um, what do you remember of the lyrics or or you still listen to it? What do you like like about the lyrics? I I don't really pay attention to lyrics okay. a whole lot. That's very interesting for someone whose lyrics are, um, are very uh, important in his music. Well, the, I, I mean, the only reason I'm using them is because I can't write them myself or I didn't, I don't know, okay. I, I feel awkward writing them or whatever. Mm. So it's literally the only, like I'm, I'm writing indie songs or whatever. The reason I started doing this was because I, this, the start of this year, I was like, I'm going to write some music and see how that goes. And I had this kind of tune on my laptop. And it was like, okay, I need something to put in here. And for a while, I was like picking up like bottles of water, whatever, like kind of singing out the ingredients or whatever. It's like, no, I need something better than this mm. as just as like placeholder kind of Laura Mipsum kind of text, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I had the transcript of the Ethan McGregor voice note on my phone. I'd be like, <laughs> I was kind of like, that'd be funny. And then I did it. And then it was like, okay, oh, I'm on something here. That's just, you know, yeah. that means I don't have to spend all this time worrying about lyrics and crafting poetry, if you know what I mean. That's mm. already done for me, you mm-hmm. know. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter a huge amount and I do remember like it's just it's the hooks and it's the sound of it and it's the rhythm of it, it doesn't necessarily matter what she said or not mm-hmm. uh, like another one of my favorite albums is Bleach by Nirvana mm-hmm. and the lyrics aren't hugely important in that either they don't really make a huge amount of sense yeah uh, you think about like Negative Creep or like Mr. Mustache or anything like that Um, it's kind of just nonsensical kind of stuff but it's just how it sounds and I think mm-hmm. that's far more important than and I, I notice a lot of kind of indie bands and stuff will do this thing where they shoehorn poetry into a song and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it's written for the song and it's kind of they're trailing off the end of sentences. Not that everything should rhyme or whatever, but it doesn't fit how it should actually yeah. rhythmically go into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So the the, the sound of the words is more important to you than, than the words themselves. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a song there a couple of weeks ago that I, I took down. So I did a song with The Point Man. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, but his his family aren't happy about how he's been portrayed and stuff like that, and they they were really nice about it. They're just like, can you take this down? Because they didn't want the the meme to be, you know, the resurgence of the meme. So I was like, yeah, cool. And I was like, oh, I'll try and repurpose this uh, song, but I can't because it's written for those words, and I write like it's a symbiotic kind of process yeah. rather than you know poetry, and then just being like, yeah, just get in there, mm. that kind of way. What is it that what is it about writing your own lyrics that makes you anxious or that that makes you kind of not want to do it? Um, I think I I find it hard to be sincere sometimes. I think okay. because because I'm a comedian, I find it very difficult to not take the piss. Yes. And I think if I release something seriously, people will be like, "Okay, I'm waiting for the joke here. Shit, where's the joke?" And mm. then they'd be like, "Wait, that was shit." You know, what I mean? mm. like I, I'm kind of like. It's an exposure thing. I, I I don't know. And like I don't even I don't even use my own name like yeah. uh, as a comedian. So yeah. it's this kind of it's the separation thing. Mm. Um, what about just at home for yourself? I I did a lot of it when I was a teenager, uh, and it was all very angry, angsty kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And I uh, I did actually release a song when I was like eighteen, and it did really well. It was it was. Uh, not not that I put it on Spotify or anything, but to my limited social network, everyone was like, "That's really good. I really liked that." Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's not something, and I did a little bit of it in college or whatever. And I, the intention this year is to go back and try it. Mm. But I don't know. This the comedy stuff just keeps taking over. You know, yeah. it's the kind of I would much rather take the piss because it's a lot more fun. And then mm. even if the music's terrible or whatever, it's still like oh, there's a joke there, and I can't be. I can't be criticised for it. You know I mean? So, <laughs> so oh yeah, no, it was, uh, it was supposed to be bad actually. Yeah, as so, a joke, so you know, yeah. <laughs> don't don't take it so seriously. <laughs> you mentioned that kind of um, that rabbit hole that you went down in terms of um, finding new artists, and do you, do you think you would have found your way to the the sort of music that you listen to now if you hadn't found it through this album? Were there other roots for you into your current music taste? I think so. I, re- I loved the AAS. Mm. Um, so that probably would have brought me to um, Susie and the Banshees and then onwards to the modern stuff or whatever. Mm. Um, so, I th- yeah, I think I probably would have found it. But I think I would have found it down the more guitar kind of route. Mm. But at the same time, like around that time, you had bands like the Claxons. And stuff yeah. like that and Pendulum. And I always loved bands that kind of combined uh, guitars and synth pop or whatever. Mm. Like so like Keen as well. Um, you know, people ask you like your guilty pleasures or whatever. Keen is one of my oh, love Keen. Oh man, I, I've been flying the flag for Keen for so many years. But they're so I think cheesy, Everybody's like, Changing you know? is one of the most beautiful songs <laughs> ever written. Like fully, like not even ironically or and I'm not even guilty about it yeah. I think it's a fantastic song I love it oh, I absolutely love it I lo- like I really like them but like I cringe every time I, I put am. them on at the yeah. same time like there's a song called I think it's, it's Night Train or something and oh it's I, just... I don't think I've done the album tracks oh man like... oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah I, oh man that song Spiraling I think came out in 2008 and that yeah. was kind of, I was like this is class I love this yeah you know? yeah I think um, Keen is one of the bands that I just just I just popped the Spotify on the little um, the private session. Yeah, that's I'm not embarrassed about putting on like the Sugar Babes or whatever, right? No, but I would be mortified if people found out I listened to the Kaiser Chiefs or Keen. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, Do you still listen to the Kaiser Chiefs? Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, yeah. There's an but album. Every day I love you less and less. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Those first two albums were on sale because one of the CD shops in Navin closed down, and I remember going in and just buying loads of these albums of bands that I thought I might like. Yeah. And yeah, I bought two Kaiser Chiefs albums, and I was like, "This is great," <laughs> but also I just yeah, it's just not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not cool music anymore. You know? Yeah, I I, I reckon like like pop. I think. Um, there'll be there'll be a time when it's sort of okay again you mm. know like or, or or there's certain groups of people i don't understand why why we're allowed to listen to bad pop music and we're not allowed to listen to bad indie music that's that's something yes. i i want to listen to the claxons again to see if they're if they were any good but I, I, I feel like I'll A trigger myself like, <laughs> just like that era that, where everything sounded like a siren and yeah. like you were really trying to like dress like everyone from Skins a yeah, bit yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just a bit a bit intense Um, I mean bear in mind I was 19 in uh, 2009 mm. so I'd absolutely no excuse like I wasn't uh wasn't a teenager Sh- shouldn't have been concerned with being cool anymore but was very much like oh no I think yeah. you're still yeah I think yeah, in your early loud. 20s you're still kind of like that you know what I mean yeah um, maybe and probably because like you know when you're a teenager or like your late teens your early 20s you kind of have your first bit of money and so you can buy your own clothes and stuff yeah so you can look you will look ridiculous I look ridiculous <laughs> in my early 20s like yeah. you know but I think that the whole being allowed to listen to cheesy pop or whatever is that pop is 
created for that purpose and it's you know it knows what it is this is a silly pop song right mm. whereas like bad indie it's it's embarrassing because sometimes it's created with complete sincerity yeah and i do remember listening to an interview with the guy from razor light oh man and it's like man who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? like you are a pop band do yeah. you know what i mean and it's just this whole thing about oh i don't own a phone and i'm too cool to be on social media and stuff like that it's like Man, you're the lead singer of fucking Razor. Razor like, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I I read. I don't know if you saw that um that interview with um Simon Amstel and Makita. The, the it's it's twenty years since Pop World started. Wow, okay. which makes me feel like very uh, intense and old. Um, I think that's before my time. If I'm oh, did you did you never watch Pop World? No. Oh man, okay. You should <laughs> you should just go on YouTube and just look up as much pop world as possible mm. it was basically um taking the sort of it was kind of like smash hits on tv smash hits probably also slightly yeah. before yeah yeah, it be, yeah. um but so, so they'd bring in somebody like uh like the lead singer razor light or something and just completely deadpan take the piss out of them completely <laughs> like just lean to completely lean into the sincerity like what emotions were you trying to evoke when you were writing this song and just and then these bands these like indie guys these pop stars just end up hanging themselves with uh with their own sincerity and how embarrassing they are oh, it's, 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 it's delicious television like it is i'm gonna incredible. watch that back because it's it's right up your street like you absolutely I, love it i do remember like scouting for girls kind of being a bit like that oh yeah and, like because that's that's what kind of makes them not cool now if you know what I mean that, that was cheesy pop but I yeah. feel like they thought they weren't you know yes. what I mean so it's yeah like, they thought know. that they were cool indie the strokes <laughs> yeah and I think that's maybe the reason I don't write my own lyrics or I, don't, I haven't gone down that route is because I don't want people to think I'm being serious about this terrible shit that I've made you know what I mean like <laughs> so but there's, but there's obviously there's there's pride in the actual music that you're making. The, the, yeah, I think, I think so. Your yeah. melodies, your hooks, how, how you put it together, how you're producing it. Yeah, I think what it's done is it's it's helped me kind of relax into the fact that you can make music because it's fun. You know yeah. what I mean? And it doesn't have to have like a four or five bridge in it. It doesn't have to be technically impressive. You can make something and it's just, it's a banger and that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in the same way that you'd listen to, I don't know, the Venga Boys or something now. They're still just great songs. They're not technically impressive, but they're great. about the um the the process from the beginning of an idea for you to uh, an end song that you're getting ready to publish on twitter yeah it, it's written around chords so i'll start with chords first i think and then i'll add a drum beat so usually it's the bass and the drums and then i'll build upwards from there and like this is how larue or any other pop artist does it it's verse chorus or verse bridge chorus you know, then repeated and then you might have a little bit of an interlude or whatever. I'm working with two minutes, 20 seconds. So the interlude okay. disappears and sometimes you have a kind of a shortened kind of intro or whatever. Um, but I've been given longer videos on Twitter now so I can make, you know, longer songs or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I do it. It's very much methodical. I like working with blocks and I like that kind of thing. Um, I like structure. If you know, and I think that's what kind of synth pop and things do is in like everything is neatly uh, organized into kind of little blocks. And like, say you're on Ableton or whatever, you have your little squares and all that kind of stuff. And that's mm. very comforting to me rather than having, you know, a live sound or that kind of thing. Like, yeah. I find that kind of a bit stressful, you know. So it's interesting. The, the album you've chosen is a synth pop album. Mm. 
you are more comfortable in kind of blocks of chords. You learned the keyboard. Yeah. And yet you are a one man indie band. Mm. Why why indie music? Why why didn't you do the same thing for with a with a synth pop sound? Uh, I think people were. I sounded really accusatory there. If you love it so much, <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this indie stuff? You still love this the music. This is your favorite album at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's because there's four people in an indie band, and it's mm. so much funnier taking the piss out of people who are sincere. As terrible as that sounds, because mm. uh, a lot of the like we've all met, and this is the comments I get all the time with this sort of stuff, is that. Uh, People would comment underneath, girls would comment underneath being like, I'm fairly sure I've dated every single one of these guys <laughs> or I've met every single one of these guys in the smoking area. In Wheelands, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like, you know? Yeah. Because um, the, the band that I have, it's kind of like gorillas, but I haven't got the budget for animation. So it's just me in different outfits and wearing glasses and sometimes not wearing glasses yeah. or whatever. Um, one guy's in a hat, one guy's in a kind of... A that's it, yeah, yeah. But they're all based off, I loosely off block party, I think. Okay, right. Um, because I... I went to see them in the Olympia and the bassist, I think he had, he had a keyboard for a little while and he just looked miserable. And it was like, <laughs> man, this is your dream job and you're standing here like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, you know when people are so cool, they're miserable or they're upset or it's that kind mm. of, like your man from Razor Light or whatever, just never seems happy yeah. even though like he's yeah. supposed to be cool, you know, that kind of way. Um, like so, music is this like agonizing process that he just like has to do. Yeah, that's the it. World and needs it's, what they do. Oh my god! Like you know, I, I have no time for that shit. Like you know, so I think that's what's what's so funny about about the um, about your band. Yeah, is that these are also young lads. You know, they're not mm. they're, they're not like these like weathered, seasoned like old musicians. This is this is a band who were like, oh, here's our first album, I guess. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think because I was kind of taking the piss out of Fontaine's DC before yeah. Christmas and that's kind of like I love I think they're very good I really like their music yeah. but at the same time I can't be dealing with the pretension <laughs> do you know what I mean I like fair enough like they're artists they're, they're doing what they want to do and all like fair enough I really I really do like them and I respect them yeah. and I don't like the idea of like me ragging on people when they've just made something or that kind of thing yeah. even though it is uh, kind they've of just been I nominated do. for a Grammy they're going yeah, to be fine yeah they'll be fine about grand. it like you know I, th- I think they're very talented but it is the, the kind of it's the the stage presence and it's the kind of persona that they mm. put on that I was like, this is hilarious. They're you know go- I mean? like, going into uh, interviews in New York with like a book of like Yeats poetry, like just spilling yeah. out of your pockets. And, and like coming on the stage and smoking a cigarette. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're so cool. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's something quite um, dated about that sort of um like yeah. cool cool indie guy that's the thing yeah and I, I like initially I was going to do a sketch about pretending to be a band like that and recording in a studio and singing something and then the camera pangs, pans around and I'm actually reading off the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar or something <laughs> like that and that's where this like the idea of like singing with complete sincerity ridiculous lyrics mm. Uh, I think that's where that's come from. And mm-hmm. like in it, like at the lead singer, I'm trying to be sexy and I'm trying to be like all that sort of stuff, even though I'm singing about like, I hope you and your whore and your bastard <laughs> rotten hell or whatever it is Twink said. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, yeah, um, I, th- I, I think it, it also really captures the, um, how the, the indie guy image, which mm. is an image I, um, I'm very sad to see go because it <laughs> meant so much to me as, yeah. a, as an adolescent and as somebody in my 20s. But at the indie guy image is just, it's now a bit naff. It's now yeah. sort of like what my, like I think like what, what, 
what pop stars in the 80s would our moms have fancied? Like George Michael. George Michael, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's a bad example because he remained, he sort of stayed really sexy. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but just the sort of, yeah, the, the, the Duran Duran on a boat. Yeah, you Duran know, that, Duran's a good that example. That sort of thing yeah. where it's it's all a bit too hypersexualized. I think that the, the hot indie guy from the early 2000s bands is our generation's version of that, where it's just like, oh, yeah. man, like, it's so naff. Like, what, what are you doing fancying him sort of thing? <laughs> and it, it's... You're, That's what I find so funny. is like, how yeah. could you fancy him? What the yeah. hell? Because <laughs> yeah. you do, like, I do get comments and stuff every so often of people with complete sincerity or people being like, oh, God, he's, he's you know, someone said, right, I did a, a video for St. Patrick's Day and I was dressed as St. Patrick. And this girl was like, yeah, I feel terrible. I would fuck him in that St. Patrick's costume. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? That Yeah, I mean, they're out there. Yeah. And with, um, with, yeah. with 80, 80 odd thousand followers, they're, they're uh, yeah. going to find you. Yeah. And I, you need to be prepared for that. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I remember those feelings with my indie boys um, and they, they can be intense. So Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting to see because everyone has a favourite, if you know what I mean. And oh, yeah, yeah. There's because the, the bassist has this really long fringe and he's very, very shy and he's very <laughs> sweet. And like people seem to like that about him. I don't know. It's really <laughs> bizarre. Like. Oh, maybe it hasn't gone away. Maybe it's not naff. And people are yeah, just I, I, totally I'm buying sure. what you're selling on like a very sincere level. <laughs> <laughs> I do like when people say, well done, lads, underneath it. Yeah. As, if, as if I'm four different people, you know. <laughs> Tell me about your favourite song on this album and for a laugh, your least favourite song. Hmm, okay. Favourite song, I think... It's between In For The Kill mm. and uh, I'm Not Your Toy, actually. I quite yeah. like that song. Which um, was also a single and I don't remember it being out. Yeah, I, don't, I think it was kind of, it's like the third single or something. It's that one no one really remembers. Yeah. Um, but I do remember she comes up from like a, a pool of gold or something and arrives up on the stage or whatever in the video. Mm. Um, but yeah, that I, I think because it is very naff, that song as well. Mm. And very silly, but it's it's, yeah. That and in for the kill, I think. And then my least favorite, it's probably uh, as if by magic. Okay. Um, but it's it's that was the one I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about that when I listened to it first. Mm. Uh, but now I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it has its own kind of charm, if mm. you know what I mean. I really liked. Um, there's a slow one as well on it. Um, what is it called? We have. Um I think it's in the, it's, I think it's on the second side. Is it uh, cover my eyes? Cover my eyes. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's a great song. Yeah. I really like that one as well. I learned how to play that on piano and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to choose a favorite. I think I was really thrown by the sort of spoken word bit. I think it's in Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily's a weird song. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a mad song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's second it's, song in. It's kind of a weird, like you know, like Thriller and Michael Jackson. There's yeah, that, that kind of vibe off it. It's a ballsy move, like opening with "In for the Kill" first of all, mm. and then going into this sort of Vincent Price like spoken word moment where we don't hear this voice again. Odd, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, that's a real anomaly that track, and I think yeah. "Colorless Colors" kind of similar as well, and that, like it doesn't have any falsetto in it. Yeah. Um, but that, like, even then, this the first like five songs are so so solid. Yeah. Uh, I think up right up to like fascination. Whatever comes after fascination, I was never, I was 
wasn't hugely keen on because it wasn't as as much of a banger like yeah you know but I mean yeah just fucking great pop songs the yeah. whole through like it's weird I remember listening to Trouble in Paradise uh, when it came out when I was 20 or whatever and obviously it was like five years or something since she released the last thing and I remember just being so disappointed oh no um, and I don't know what it is about it that, that, that just that the iciness is gone I think mm. but I remember seeing after Supervision Vision, she did a, an interview and she said oh I've nothing against Ellie Goulding but I would never make music that boring in an interview <laughs> and then I listened to Supervision I was like but you did yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. it's it's that's because I've listened to interviews with her before and it's this kind of thing of she's trying to define herself by what she's not which sure. is kind of bizarre because in that interview she's talking about how uh, when it first came out she was like oh uh, all my straight friends are going to these gigs and feeling out of place because there was too many gay people at the gigs and stuff and it was this right. kind of weird awkward thing she said where she was like I don't want to make gay music or whatever and it was like okay. what the hell you know what I mean that's like, a very strange thing it, to yeah say. so I don't know I, I'm not sure like I really love the the first album or whatever but everything after that and yeah I'm kind of like oh that's really disappointing you yeah. know um, and I, I don't think I'd, ca- I'd counter as one of my favourite artists now if you know what I mean but like that just that particular album was really important mm. that's interesting that um, you kind of are very much separating the two like the the, the person and, the, mm. and and her not that she's done anything like no yeah oh, yeah she's but, not Kevin Spacey no but like you but know yeah, she's, yeah I, d- I maybe don't agree with the way she approaches yeah. art and it is that kind of sincerity that I you know the, the same as your man from Razor like that I'm kind of like yeah. ah but but you're LaRue, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, I know what you made. You made cheesy pop music, just own it. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And there's this kind of impression that she hasn't made that or whatever. It's it's kind of a bit bizarre, like, mm. you know? I do like that, that, that. I didn't know she said that about Ellie Goulding. I think that's pretty... I like that. <laughs> I find Ellie Goulding incredibly boring. In fact, I'd completely forgotten she existed until you mentioned her just now. Yeah. God, do you remember her? Yeah, God. There you go. Thanks so much to Michael. This has been My Favourite Album with me, Andrea Cleary, an original production with Tall Tales.